Okay, welcome back to the Cairo London podcast. Uh, Craig McLean here, co-founder of Cairo London. And uh, today I'm interviewing Jason Pooley, who is the founder of The House of Yoga, uh, which has uh, premises in Putney and in Fulham in London. And he's also my personal yoga instructor. Uh, Not that I am an expert in yoga whatsoever, uh, but um, certainly during uh, lockdown life, which is as we're in now, um, pandemic life, I've been joining him Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays for the last five or six weeks, and it's been quite the journey, um, helping me out to just have a bit of routine at 6.30 a.m. on those days. So in this discussion, though, um, long overdue, uh, because we've been meaning to get together and just chat about all sorts of things for ages, um, given that uh, we also run businesses in the same suburb of London and sort of moved to the similar parts of London around the same time. We moved our premises in 2009 to West Putney and uh, so did he in, well, 2012, a couple of years later. Uh, but anyway, we talk a bit about his Cairo journey. He's been on the table a bit as well as me being on his map. He's been on our table. That started in 2013. Uh, we talk a little bit about Cairo and yoga and whether they're sort of best done together or separate or, or what's his opinion on that. Um, also, given it's lockdown, we're sort of assuming that once we break free of all this that um, uh, priorities uh, may change. Uh, success and work and um, being busy was always uh, high on people's priorities, but um, we're tipping that health will jump, leapfrog all of those things um, once we get set free. Um, anyway, we also touch on anxiety um, and sort of what actually happens um, after lockdown life and maybe some different strategies as to how we can deal with that um, uh, the stresses and anxieties of, of life now. So anyway, without further ado, let's have a chat to Jason. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, Thank you for this. This is we obviously chatted briefly this morning. Yeah. I'm excited to get a great conversation going. Yeah, it should be good. Um long overdue, I was saying. It's like one of those things where we've been meaning to just have a uh, have a chat. Uh, I relayed to you this morning that idea of uh, when you'd held a yoga class for us you had a uh, like back about three or four years ago um you sort of told a really good story about um your chiropractic journey as well as kind of probably mirroring or in alignment with the sort of a journey that was going on with your yoga at the same time yeah um and you know i guess we should share a little bit of that um uh, as well but i guess i also looked back at the date Eight, uh, October 2013 oh, wow. was your first recorded uh, appointment at Putney Chiropractic, by the way. Okay, so that's what, what are we now, seven, seven, did you say 15 or 13? 2013, so. Wow, seven years. Seven years. Amazing. How yeah. old is your boy at the moment? So Zach is, he will be eight uh, so we, yeah, we opened Putney, Boy Putney 2012, so summer Olympics, Olympic year. Uh, okay. And then, yeah, I remember coming down, yeah, which would have been the year after, right, when we launched. Yeah, well, I mean, for those that don't know, Jason is the founder of the House of Yoga in Putney and more recently in Fulham. Um, and 
yeah, I guess the journeys there's there's been you know, back in 2012, we moved to our new location at Putney Cairo in 2009. So I guess we'd been kind of there for a few years. And then you were a welcome member of the community back in 2012. Yeah. So it was, uh, wow. Is Luke, is Luke on here listening? It's obviously Luke, you know, it was a, a massive inspiration for those years coming down. I used to look forward to, I, I couldn't wait to get down every, it was every Wednesday afternoon. I still, I'm still coming down now, right? See, see Grant. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's definitely part of my wellness practices, that's for sure. Well, I mean, to go into that little story then, uh, maybe it leads quite nicely into um, what you first you went to uh, the Cairo for, but then it sort of I think you remember you were sort of talking about how the journey evolved from being in some sort of pain or discomfort. Um, maybe go back to even you were doing tennis uh, even before all that, uh, yeah. maybe around that time, and then uh, and then tell us what you do it for now, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, so I actually lived with a lot of discomfort, a lot of physical pain for some time. My background was tennis. So I, I played a lot of tennis for years as a kid, as a junior, at a pretty high level. And then I was teaching tennis for a long time. I ended up teaching tennis for 15, 16 years. But uh, it was actually a time, the time when I started yoga. So I was living in Hong Kong. And it was that time when I had a lot of discomfort in my in my shoulders, my back. And I just remember it was, it was a socializing time as well. It was like mid twenties, you know, I'd be hanging out at the pub or in the bar in, in Hong Kong. Uh, and I could just be there for say an hour and my back would be killing me standing up. So I could always remember that horrible discomfort. And fortunately I found yoga at that time. So yoga came into my life and I started to see a huge difference physically. So physically started to feel much freer, less discomfort which was a big win for me and I spoke to you about this and shared you know shared with you how I sort of started to realize that yoga was having more of an impact beyond the physical experience so it was definitely showing up uh, mentally and emotionally for me I was seeing a, a big improvement in my life and how I was showing up in my life um, yeah but then I as as you were saying chiropractor has been you guys have definitely been a, a, a godsend really to me over the years because it's been amazing to to have this as well as the yoga practice and all of the other stuff I do meditation and yeah it's, it's been a big benefit but it's for sure now I you, do you know what I hardly ever get discomfort in my back anymore yes I get other pains uh but I I put it down to not only yoga and um other stuff I do, but for you guys, the work that you've done, which has been awesome. No, that sounds cool. Um, now, we uh, we kind of mentioned that as well. I mean, lockdown life is kind of an interesting thing. Thank you very much for the last, um, uh, well, five weeks I decided yeah. that I needed a reason to actually get my butt out of bed at 6.30 of the morning uh, on a few occasions. Um and yeah, thankfully you've been doing your classes, your sort of self-practice got while well, sort of, uh, just allowing us to join you on your self-practice for yeah. sort of three mornings a week. And that's yeah. been brilliant. I mean, it's, uh, the most amount of yoga I've ever done in my life, I think. Um, that's good. uh, and testament to the fact that I think I can nearly do a wheel now, you know, um, <laughs> um, Love it. but, um, anyway, so thanks for that. But we, uh, we should just get into this whole idea because I've been thinking about this as well. Like, you know, what's life going to look like after 
you know, sort of things return to some sort of semblance of normal. Mm. Um, but um, we were talking about how we're going to have maybe slightly different priorities um, mm-hmm. in on the other side, whatever the other side is. Um, yeah. And, you know, health versus maybe money and success or the different sort of obviously different priorities or different values that we actually actually have focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm suspecting there's going to be a, a big shift towards not just taking health for granted anymore, um, possibly putting it at the top of the list um, and letting Absolutely. everything else. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, maybe explore that concept slightly for me if mm-hmm. you can. So, firstly, I have to move a little bit to charge my phone because uh, I realise that I'm pretty low on my battery. So, um, I totally agree with you. There's a big shift happening right now. And, um, yes, obviously, you know, we're all experiencing a life-changing a life-changing moment for sure for uh, on a global scale. But uh, it is absolutely a, a critical time for, um, for people to pivot, to, to shift um, in mindset. And absolutely, you'll see that, yeah, health and um, well-being, wellness will, will come to the forefront of, yeah, many people's. I mean, it's shifted anyway, obviously, over the years, over the last few years. But absolutely, you'll see it. I believe you'll see, you'll see a big shift. Yeah, which, um, you know, I guess hopefully for uh you and i as we kind of i guess we've had these services or some of these services taken away from us during this time you know mm-hmm. um be it being able to jump on the yoga mat with a group of people because obviously doing yoga by yourself is a very different um yeah. experience than doing it within a room of people and the energy you actually get off that um mm-hmm. is very different to on the you know at home on the mat with the cats. Mm. Um, but um, same with chiropractic, you know, if you've kind of, you've had the opportunity or the option and taken away from you for a period of time, or you yeah. feel as though the risks of leaving the house uh, outweigh the benefits of jumping on the chiro table, yeah. um, you know, as soon as that's kind of, you know, and, and I hope that we're kind of getting close to that point where the sort of the, the veil is being lifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine it's going to be, uh, quite a cool thing or quite a sort of, you know, a little bit more of a, a focus of people to be going, right, well, what am I going to do with regards to sort of healing, you know, myself or what else can I do to sort of add to that experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but yeah, I think, um, you know, just sort of hours worked, exercise, uh, our sleep patterns, yeah. all these sorts of things, you know, because I'm sure you've read or written, I've written a couple of articles about what else we can actually be doing to stimulate our immune system, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's, you know, that whole thing of like, you know, you know it starts with looking after what you eat, uh, how you sleep, uh, maybe checking on the, the alcohol intake, um, um, all that sort of stuff. But then there's that other stuff like breathing and stillness and, um, Absolutely. you know, Um, I know you're a big one for meditation. I'm not particularly big for meditation myself. I kind of always said that when I'm riding my bike, that's my kind of time of mental stillness, you know? Um, that's, that's, you know, that, that's actually an opportunity to, to experience meditation anyway, because meditation is really, you know, to experience what it's, I, I see meditation as a, the practice of awareness. So just whatever that is on your bike, walking your dog through the park, 
I nearly said walking your cat through the park, but that would be a little bit weird. But uh, just <laughs> yeah, as like an that. opportunity to, yeah, it, it doesn't mean that you have to sit cross-legged and be, you know, up on a mountain or whatever that looks like to meditate. There's so many ways that you can actually experience that feeling of awareness. And if that's on your bike, that is your meditation for sure. Maybe uh, talk us through your uh how you meditate though, because I think you do take yeah. a slightly more traditional uh, approach to it. And I know Grant's been joining you with uh, yeah. um, some of his, uh, some of the meditation practice you do, but how would you normally do it? So my meditation would be, uh, it's part of my morning rituals, morning routine. So before I get into anything else, which I call external, the external world. So part of my morning ritual is meditation. And that would look like a a 10 to 15 to 20 minute practice. My favorite meditation is mantra based. So um, I have different uh, different mantras, mantras that I use that I practice uh, with, you know, I'd practice gratitude meditations. There's so many different ways to, to enter it, but mantra is my favorite. And that would be my morning routine, which is yoga with you guys actually for three days a week. Now that's my yoga practice. Um, but yeah, meditation is there every single day. So morning and evening, when I say evening, not just before I go to bed, that's like two hours before I go to bed. So I'll be getting a good 20, 25, half an hour every day. Cause you know, I think, uh, to the novice, I'm sure there's hundreds of people who uh, are like me, um, because I'm like such, as soon as the moment I actually lie down, uh, in the bed, um, I'll kind of crash out, you know what I mean? And so, When you lay down, when you lay down. Yeah, when you lay down. So that's, yeah, you don't, so that's a different type, (laughs) that's a different type (laughs) of experience, right? So we could call that, say, yoga nidra, which is yoga sleep. Right. But uh, meditation, so seated meditation is you absolutely want to be sitting up. Why? Because you want to be, you want to be awake, you want to be alert and also relaxed. So when you lay down, typically you're going to end up drifting into a different type of experience so even going into Mm. sleep but yeah that's not really that's a different form or different experience i think that's uh that idea of like mantra and sort of like probably repeating something over in your head right Um, it's a focused concentration yeah so so meditation is a is the practice is concentration so you're concentrating on a specific thing be it a mantra or breath yeah um so you're focusing on so its concentration, and then what you're left with is the experience, which is meditation, and that is you know just being aware, not not reacting or getting caught up in other stuff, you know, dealing with everyone else's urgencies or emergencies. But uh, yeah, it's it's the practice of concentrating actually, and meditation is what you're left with. That's the that's what you're the feeling, the emotion that feeling of just yeah being mm. and i guess breathing can be used on that as well too totally breathing mm. is is yeah absolutely and it's a great entry point but yeah going back to you on your bike that is absolutely a way for you to experience meditation because mm. you're because you're present right and you're aware of you're aware of your moment you're in flow so the opposite to flow we've been talking about in in practices this week is forcing it yeah. That's the opposite to meditation. Yeah, that's 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 the stressful experience. Yeah. 
So um, in one of those um, sessions you were talking about, you've had some neck pain or <clears throat> a bit of an ongoing neck mm. issue, right? Um, yeah. Uh, um, disc-related type of situation, right? Yeah. So I have well, – I was told I have a bulging disc many years ago. So I have um, – it really shows up when I do a headstand in yoga. So I, I, I'm confident and I'm competent to do a headstand. Uh, even without my head on the floor, like, you know, my head can come off the floor, but for some reason there's something that goes in my neck when I do a headstand, which means I shouldn't be doing any headstands. Hmm. Um, and so I did one, I think it was in one of our practices a couple of weeks ago and I just felt it two days later and yeah, yeah. it's, it's good now. It's good. I've been doing a lot of work on it. I think uh, I should touch on that anyway because I was going to send you some exercises to do on that anyway. And yes, it's really please. good to hear, though, that you'd already yeah. started doing some of that traction stuff and it sounds like you've really got a good setup um, yeah. uh, where you are doing some form of traction. But, you know, when you're when you're obviously limited at the moment, like a lot of people are, to actually not be able to see their regular chiropractor for their sort of little tuner, you know, obviously one of the challenges that goes on with anyone's neck, especially if you are compressing it from a sort of a, almost a headstand or, or mm. stressing it in that sort of way is, is you've got seven vertebrae in your neck. Um, mm. And quite often there'll be sort of one or two of those segments that don't move as well as they should do. Um, right. And if that over time, you know, maybe you injured it when you were a kid, maybe you injured it as a tennis player, you know, probably all of these different things sort of added up, but then there'll be that one or two particular segments mm -hmm. whereby there is that bulging disc or maybe a slightly squished part of uh, the space between two bones um, that can bulge out the back or bulge off to one side or the other. Yeah, and then, for me, it's definitely to one side. Yeah, and then that's where you get that sort of pain down the arm and all that sort of stuff going on Yeah, um, or sort of some sort of referral going on. So, Obviously, a Cairo approach to that is kind of decompressing the area by doing yeah. that specific adjustment work, um, um, but that also keeps your body better aligned and better moving so that when you do stress your neck in some way, uh, it's more tolerant of that, you know. Right. Um, yeah. But if you don't have the Cairo there, um, I was just, you know, I think you were talking, I've, I found this. Uh, yeah, what's the, what's, the, um, what's, the, what's the next step then if you don't, you know, we've got this physical you know, social distancing and we can't actually come to your space down in Putney, what's the, what's my next option? Well, your next option is to actually do what you're doing, you know, because, right. uh, you know, the, the idea of, uh, and the way that I've been, um, evolving my practice with you over the last, uh, the next few, uh, sorry, the last few weeks, it's helped my spinal strength, uh, mm -hmm. and mobility no end, you know what I mean? Um, and, Yes, uh, flexibility and strength are two elements, and this is probably where we should have that discussion around do you need a chiropractor and to do yoga or should you do one or the other or all that sort of stuff, you know. But uh, my perspective is that um, the chiropractor looks after the very specifics of challenges of your spine, mm -hmm. uh, whereas yoga and the movement and the opening up of things is more very much like a taking in all 24 bones of the spine, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and... Um, sort of evolving things a little bit more that way yeah. um what, what's your take on that sort of you know the the two <laughs> i see it as very complementary i see it as a very holistic approach so that's you know why i come and see you guys once a week it would be more if i could but it's you know it's part of the holistic it's it's you know it's hitting it's hitting the same target in regards to we're working our energy body right and so we're we're bringing back the flow state within our physical space but when i leave you guys and i've had a five minute adjust adjustment i always feel 
much lighter. Um, I feel I have more energy. So I, I actually go and teach, right? So my day of teaching yoga is on a Wednesday night and I always feel so up for those classes, but I'll, I'll make sure I come see you guys before I do that. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's way beyond, you ask the question, how do I see them? I see them very perfectly matched um, because it's an energetic, it's an energetic um, reboot, like reset. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's an even better way to sort of think about it because sometimes, you know, I focus more on the physicality of each of the different adjustments that we make without sort of really embracing the fact that it's kind of a full reboot of the nervous system, you know? I, um, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so just finishing up on the thing, cause you know, obviously you go to the chiropractor, you do yoga, um, but then effectively you can still have some pain if you're doing all of those things, you know what I mean? Uh, or if you can't, like you say, get to the chiro right now, what can you do to sort of help that little disc problem, you know? Yeah. And that's where I think the, the thing where you kind of doing that sort of like, you know, so I, um, yeah. So, I've so you, I've had a band on my, um, I've been doing a lot of traction, just self traction, but I've had a, a, a stretchy band literally yeah. on, on one of our door handles. And I've got a tea towel just to support my neck. And I've literally been watching TV. Like, you know, if I, I don't watch too much TV, but I sit there in the evening and say 20 minutes, literally yeah. in traction. And it has been unbelievably um, amazing for my neck over the last few days. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think that's quite specific for a disc type of injury. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's not necessarily, it's going to work for everyone. Traction isn't, yeah. isn't, isn't sort of, uh, the be all and end all, but it's sort of something else you could sort of try if you did have mm. that classic kind of disc sort of, uh, referral irritation of a nerve down your arm yeah. or even down your, down your leg. You know, there are ways to sort of traction your lower back too. That's um, one thing I've been doing. Yeah, I agree. That's one thing. I've been doing quite a bit of strengthening as well, uh, which is I know that I have to do more of that to just, just that's ongoing maintenance. Mm. Uh, so it's been some strengthening and traction seems to have been the magic pill over the last week or so. Now, of the emergency people we have been seeing in the clinic, and there's been a couple kind of creeping through the door, um, mm. there's a lot of neck pain out there, you know, and I think, um, right. you know, the the anxiety, subconscious anxiety, the kind of subconscious kind of tension we are kind of carrying through our neck and shoulders with just this uncertainty that's going on out there at the moment just shoots straight up to someone's neck, you know. And, yeah. um, you know, I've been in practice for 25 years and uh, there is no doubt the neck uh, is where a lot of people's kind of like mm -hmm. uh, release valve is um, and quite often it's more sort of other stressful events that are going on in life, you know, whereas we've got this kind of really intense you know, there's probably a lot of family stress going on out there where everyone's kind of in cabin fever, lockdown mode, you know, um, right. relationships are being put to the test, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, yeah. um, businesses, um, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Right. I mean, we are living in an extraordinary time. That's for sure. And yes, I remember you saying actually in practice the other day, you know, it's very anxious based, stress based. There's a lot of fear out there, obviously a tremendous, a lot of fear and, you know, because of the uncertainty, as you just said. So with uncertainty comes fear. And, yeah, of course, I would imagine but, there's uh, an emotional you, connection. But you said in that that uh, you also suffered a bit from anxiety previously, but now you've got a strategy to deal with that. So do you want to share yeah, a bit of that? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that I'll go back to the conversation when I first started doing yoga in Hong Kong. Uh, I saw it as a physical healing practice for me, and it was absolutely in so many ways. But then I really started to notice 
wow, you know, I didn't even know that I was experiencing anxiety really in my life. I didn't know what it was, but it was showing up for me. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a game changer for me over the years. And for me, anxiety is is really an anticipation of the future for a lot of people. The reason why people experience anxiety at different levels, but I would, I, I see it being an anticipation of the future, maybe the future of to, like tomorrow or next week or this uncertainty that we're all experiencing, right? It's a sort of anticipation of what could go wrong, which builds up the anxiety in someone's system. Anticipation of what go, could go wrong. Yeah, rather than anticipating on what could go right. Mm. Yeah. Because so, I think that's what you said the other day is that, uh, you know, you used to do a lot of that. You used to focus in on all that stuff that could go wrong and then that would sort of build up that anxiety within you, whether you knew it or not. Um, but somehow you've turned around to looking on what could go right. Yeah. So in yoga we call it drishti, right? So we, drishti is focusing on one point to begin with and then really putting putting your attention on what you want to have happen, what could go right. You know, for our brain, like we've, we've spoken about this before, right? Our brains are not really wired for us to fri- like thrive. They're there to, for us to survive. And so we have to really do a lot of work on this and actually, you know, focusing more on, on the good stuff, focusing on, well, as I was saying, focusing on what could go right. And for someone that is experiencing anxiety, that simple shift and awareness of, oh, wow, actually I can spend more time focusing on what could go right, what I want to have happen, is a game changer if you're experiencing anxiety. I guess that's the default mode though, isn't it? You know, um, yes. you know yes. maybe because of that whole you know, survival of the fittest type of scenario that if Correct. you're kind of ready for the stuff that's going to go wrong, Correct. you're maybe going to survive better, right? Um, yes, that whole fight or flight, just protect that protection, like survival mode rather than mm. thriving. But then when you're constantly surrounded by all this stuff that might go wrong, especially yes. now, um, yeah, then that sort of just is buzzing away at the at the sort of the at the background, isn't it? Just constantly buzzing, 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 nervous system kind of yep. doing this and has no way except for our one exercise a day perhaps um, of releasing that, you know. Um, that's, so. that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, so there's so much around right now, so much fears, and if you get – we can fall down the rabbit hole of all of that for sure. Like I'm, I'm someone that hasn't been watching the news for many years, but it caught me and it got me and it, got, it pulled me in. You know, that, that first couple of weeks of lockdown, it was, I was intrigued with what was happening and I felt, I felt my stress levels – anxiety uh that that that's showing up a little bit more you know so because you just that's where your focus is yeah yeah cool so look um the other one of the other things i wanted to sort of just explore i don't know how long we want to be chatting for <laughs> it's just been quite we've nice got, having a little got, chat we've mate. Got a few weeks and we've got a few <laughs> months <laughs> um you know well i guess it's that um was you, that, wanted that... To, you wanted to bring up the conversation around uh, expectation and appreciation, right? You were you were intrigued or you were curious about that. That's exactly where I was heading to. Yeah, the next next thing. Thank you very much. Um, no, but it's the because um, you back in Putney, back uh, sort of two months ago. I remember it sort of uh, rang true with me of that that idea of people 
you know, if you're constantly living with the expected level of what you want to achieve or, mm. you know, um, be it anything, you know, your, your physical fitness, your spinal health, your, uh, the way you look though, you know, any of this sort of stuff, you know, um, whether you, <laughs> whether you expect to look as your Instagram actually is, or whether you are, you know, uh, appreciating what you have right now, you know, and there's a big difference. There's that, that gap. So talk to me about the gap. The gap is already, yeah, I love that. I love this conversation. So thank you for bringing it up. Uh, so expectation on yourself, right? So you're speaking like to, like you put your expectations on yourself, which obviously, um, we all do, right? We all have that going on at certain times, certain levels. Uh, but we also have expectation of others, right? And so we can so easily let ourselves, you know, we can be let down. We, we can let ourselves down or, you know, others let, let us down and it's because we've got so much expectation of how we think it should be rather than as it you know as it is um we i mean i just brought it up in class that time really around you know noticing are we appreciating things in our life i'm sure we are i'm sure you are you know i am but also you know how much are we are in that expectation um mindset but I think that's where it sort of rung true with me was that idea that, you know, generally we'd be much happier um, uh, if we appreciated the now as opposed to being sort of constantly looking at what's next. You know? Right, um, yes. Uh, if, you're, if you're a high performer, you know, achiever, if you're someone that seems to be like living your life that way, you know, a lot of people are high performers, they are very much in that, like what's next. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great yeah. thing. But if it's all in that space of expectation, then mm-hmm. how how is there any space and room for appreciating the moment, as you said, the now experience? Yeah, it's almost like you don't, even if you're a high achiever, you just don't even give yourself that opportunity to sort of Correct. pat yourself on the back and say, hey, yeah. that was awesome out there today, you know? Um, That's, yes, very true. So, yeah, taking that, you know, taking on those small wins, like really appreciating the, the little things as well. I see it as a game changer for for anyone to to shift from expectation to appreciation. Like if we if we just wanted to improve our life to the next level, if we were just if, you know if we could take that on uh, appreciation more than expectation, just play with that and notice how that can show up. It's a it's an interesting one. I guess that's that that thing that if you do you know if you're constantly and say even if you're Say you say yoga practice is one thing where <laughs> I'm pretty sure my my I don't have given up the expectation of touching my toes properly, right? Um, yeah. Uh, or you know, just top really tight. What do you mean, like a forward fold? Yeah, forward fold is not yep. my friend. Um, although you know, um, I appreciate that uh, doing it with bent knees and and sort of pressured uh, off the knees is is just as an effective way of doing things, you know. Um, and what how does that? So what's the what's the difference in the experience for you? Let's let's put it into that context of you're on a yoga mat, and yeah, it's a really simple thing, right? You you appreciate that actually you can do it with your knees bending. Yeah. You don't have to touch your toes. I, d- I think there's that expectation that when you're in a class and you kind of look to the left or the right and you can so they see these guys kind of folded in half, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's a different experience. Um, and you can go through that and you kind of go, well, 
okay, I am rubbish at yoga, so therefore I'll stop doing it. Um, or you can kind of go, well, I ride my bike too much. That's making my hamstring super tight. Um, there's a reason why they're super tight. Um, and so let's just uh, evolve the technique slightly to sort of uh, enable me to still unlock what I need to do um, and do that, you know. Um, and you can enjoy what you do. Like you're enjoying your practice then and you're free. Like, you know, you're, you're yeah, reducing the expectation. A lot of people, crazy as it sounds, a lot of people don't even start doing yoga, let's say, because the expectation is, is they have to be touching their toes or they have to be super flexible. And yeah. it's actually the other way around. So if you're, if you just start and just start moving, then you will obviously get, you will improve your flexibility over time, but you may never mm-hmm. touch your toes, but you could still have an amazing and feel amazing doing yoga. You know, it's uh, you could use another example, by the way, of any sort of say if uh, your business isn't as busy as you kind of uh, would like it to be, you know. Um, Certainly not right now, that's for sure. So you can get a lot of anxiety around the expected <laughs> level of um, busyness of every business. Or you can appreciate there's an opportunity to do a bit of work on the business. Um, yeah. You know, we've got some new tables installed into Putney the other day and uh, we're just revamping the layout there a little bit. Um, I noticed our favourite coffee shop grind over the road is uh, totally re- revamping their place at the moment. Brilliant. So, um, you know, I guess, you know, this this whole thing, it's a bit of a filter, isn't it? It's a business filter. You either go into it with seeing it as an opportunity to grow or it's the sort of the end of the world, you know? Um, yeah, that so. is so true. And that's so true in business and just general life, personal life, relationships right now. You know, we are we are experiencing something which is mind-blowing, really. But, you know, who would have thought we would have been, at, even at the start of the year, we would be in this experience six yeah. weeks into our lockdown. I know. And there's more to, you know, we're not coming out of it too soon, right? It doesn't seem like that way anyway. No. For a business like us, in we're leisure, obviously, you know, we're get most probably going to be one of the last phases of business to go back into physical space. So we've still got some time, and yeah, it's an opportunity to really take stock and what what's what's possible. What's what are the opportunities in in this situation? And I mm. feel like there's some amazing opportunities. Yeah. So look uh, on that as well. So give us your thoughts of what yoga looks like post lockdown once we've been freed you know what's uh all that, you i mean, can imagine do you mean studio life yeah i reckon yeah so how would you how would you like it to be how would i like it like it i mean i would love it to go back to how it was but it, i i know deep down in my gut in my mind that it's not going to be like that for some time because this is the new norm for a while you know life has changed uh it's not always going to be like this but I would imagine that, you know, as a yoga studio business or any type of gym, boutique gyms, bigger gyms, things are going to have to cha- change quite dramatically uh, just because of the social distancing, right? Well, yeah, I mean, um, well, this is the unknown, isn't it? You know, um, It is the unknown. Yeah. Uh, and I've just, uh, just written partly – um, therapeutically for myself, <laughs> but I put down a few ideas which will turn into a blog next week. And probably, uh, uh, I see Lisa and Drew have joined the party. Lisa, um, will Drew, be, hey, dude, we'll be editing our um, 
uh, our Monday mindfulness, as it turns out. But I did this piece, right, about I'm like we have lost perspective on how for hundreds of years our immune system has been fully functional and able to combat any viral infection we've come across, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where the whole thing is, yes, there is going to be some leftover, um, um, you know, habits from the lockdown where we're just going to be consciously kind of like being worried about who we touch, what we touch, you know, uh, how close we get to people on the tube or in a bar or in a yoga class and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we've got to start working now, I think, on that idea of our immune system has been doing this for like hundreds of years. You know, it's designed to fight yeah. viral infection. Um, that's the whole point. Um, and, yes, COVID is more transferable. And if you get it, it appears to be worse um, for us all. Mm-hmm. But... You know, we just can't lose track of the fact that our new system is, is designed for this, you. you know. I have um, to agree with you, yeah, for sure. And, and I think you're right. Like, the, you know, I think we all need to maybe improve our hygiene sort of um, sort of rating or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, uh, to sort of maybe minimize normal spread of stuff anyway. Um, but we can't lose, you know, f- uh, lose vision of the fact that it's it's shouldn't change how we just addressed getting any flu or cold or you know whatever the next thing is going to be next year you know yeah i agree with you i mean it's a new thing isn't it it's 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 all it's it comes back to the unknown but i see post lockdown uh i see some amazing things happening that we're already seeing some incredible stuff happening but you know you were sort of asked the question around yoga studio life yoga we're doing a lot online so we've got we're all about community and as you know we've We've got some amazing stuff happening on our live, like live stream. Um, we've actually been talking about on, you know, online yoga for a couple of years now, and it's funny because you know when we shut the doors, I don't know when it was Wednesday the eighteenth of March, something like that. We yeah. we literally had our first live class that the next morning at ten o'clock. So we did it within twenty four forty eight hours. Mm. So. That you know, that's something to really appreciate. We've we've kept the we've kept the momentum. We've got the community vibe still happening. Um, we know that people are going to want to come back, but we also know, as you said, there's going to be this unsure. There's a little bit of well, the unknown and the fear factor for sure for a while. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think. Uh... Like I said, getting back to that, maybe it's a nice little thing to finish up on is uh, going full circle back to that whole thing. Well, when health is more of a priority, though, um, yes. then that will become our overwhelming focus. Yes. Um, and hopefully health um, and, you know, all those different things you can do to look after yourself um, will become really important to us. Um, Massively. And more important than fear you know, um, fear of what might happen. I love that. Yes, definitely. Like that whole value of, yeah, health, well-being. Like without that, we all know this, this is common sense, you know, it's, but it's not common practice for a lot of people, let's be honest. Mm. But, yeah, if health is up there as a high value, then we can get through anything, obviously. Yeah. Cool. Listen, I'm looking at your bike in awe, really. I'm thinking... I could do with having a having a go on that one day. Maybe not that one. 
Uh, yeah, I was forced to count my bikes the other day. Um, and <laughs> how many how many bikes do you have? <laughs> you got to you, shock me. If you trawl back to my Instagram feed, you'll find uh, I counted them all up, and there was nine. Wow. Yes. Um, wow. Okay. But there's like two track bikes, and uh, but that, and yeah, I mean there are about six of exactly the same type of bike, you know, although you can argue if you're a purist that um, one is more aerodynamic than the other, one is lighter, more better for climbing than the other, all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, So... Uh, but yes. I had my tennis rackets in my bag. I'd have you know six six rackets <laughs> in my bag. People are why why do you need six rackets? You only use one when you're playing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a sort of suits the mood. I think you know. Uh, so yeah, you need one for your indoor indoor trainer as well at the moment. You know, uh, because right. that's that's now a thing um, where you exercise on the bike at home. So yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, nine bikes. So what what's your just before we go? What's your um, thoughts on uh, that as a sport, what's going to be happening for Tour de France? What's going on there? Well, I've already just announced it's some sort of like, um, uh, because the Tour of Italy, the Giro d'Italia, was due to start in May. In fact, yep. um, Drew, Luke, and I went to the start of the Giro d'Italia last year in May. You know, okay. that was an awesome weekend, and it's such a circus, that whole thing. But that got called off. That was the first to get called off uh, mm-hmm. uh, everywhere. Um, uh, but they've just announced that they're actually doing a five-day, five-stage, I think it is, um, uh, e-tour or uh, Zwift tour, tour on Zwift of the Tour of Italy, you know, where all the teams were going to get yeah. involved um, and they're going to do some version of uh, probably a, a two-hour type of um, uh, Zwift race, you know. Right. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm relatively new to that sort of a thing, but, um, you know, it's um, – it's it's funny. It's um, it's becoming the more of the norm now, right? Mm. Where you can also do that thing where you just don't go, uh, you know, watch the pros doing it. You do kind of like a social meetup with all your friends, right? Uh, who are also on their turbo trainer in their bedroom, kitchen, garage, whatever. Um, and uh, then you can actually even do the thing where you you do kind of like a, a game of chat thing going on where you're just sort of like chatting away to your mates as you're riding up a virtual mountain, um, sweating away, you know? So it's incredible, isn't it? It's amazing. Oh, hang on a minute. Luke Brady is there. Plant power. That's him. Plant power right, chiropractor. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> so I hope you got to hear all those fine, kind things you were saying about him earlier on. Um, uh, Dude, I've like miss miss those adjust. I'm sure that's you know it's going to happen again, Luke, at some point. Isn't uh, he partly responsible for a bit of the sleeve action going on too? By the way, yeah, a little bit of inspiration, I'd say. Yeah, we've had the same. <laughs> we've had the same artist. Well, Luke, Luke was first, obviously, in he got in first, but uh, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Miss you too, mate. How's Scotland? <laughs> How is it up there? Well, he, he lives very close to um, Arthur's seat, and I noticed this morning on Strava that he did two laps or three laps or whatever, two hours of running. So he's still kind of clear in the head by um, <laughs> doing laps of Arthur's seat now. So um, Guilty. Love it. Mm. Um, listen, it's been fun. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to ask you a question just to, to finish off this call because we were talking about uh, expectation and appreciation so what's what's the one thing right now for you, uh, if you could put it on the table, what's the one thing that you are super 
like you really appreciate right now right now like today you know what i appreciate right now is time with the family you know um uh so it just looks very different you know like uh my my son Lockie, who uh he is so dedicated to doing joe wicks <laughs> uh and i've been joining him doing that you know um i've been loving uh, that yeah uh, i see so drew says say say drew you he's the mo- you that's the the number one Oh, Drew. <laughs> yes. And apart from that, it's Drew and Katie, his sister, uh, who is holding the businesses together uh, behind the scenes. Good on um, you guys. So thank you. I am fully appreciative of uh, the team working hard behind the scenes just to kind of keep things going. And all our Kairos who are... Uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, they're, they're sort of all... You know, they're, they're sort of it's it's a tough place for everyone. They're sort of all self-employed chiropractors, and they're we're all sort of dealing with this in sort of slightly different ways. So, um, uh, <laughs> stop trying to get a shout out on Insta Live. <laughs> I love it. How many people can you actually get on Insta Live? Uh, is it only two? Uh, I do you know what? That's a good question. I think I think it's two, but it may be I may be wrong. Maybe more. Mm, okay. But we should definitely do this again. Yeah, uh, get the house of yoga crew. I think there's a few house yoga guys on here. I could see a few names I recognise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been fun. All right, mate. Hey, thank you very much. And are you going to just carry on doing your Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or what? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, six thirty a.m. to seven fifteen, yeah. live in spare. Yeah. It's a self practice, so we're just all moving together, right? It's, you're just joining my self practice. Exactly. It's been fun. And uh, I don't know how many people do it after the time, but uh, I think we need Drew out there doing it. Um, even if he doesn't do it at 6.30, he should do it at uh, 7.30. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed that Luke or Drew haven't given me a six weeks now. I mean, yeah, know, I can't believe that I know. I'm doing this. I know. I can imagine Luke's going to blame the fact that he's got these kittens running around the place that he might squash if he um, <laughs> if he does yoga. But uh, anyway. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Anyway. Mate, thanks very much. Fun, dude. Thank you so much. Okay, let's do it again. Speak soon. Yeah, yeah. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks, mate. Bye bye. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Greg.